welcome to the knock on KCLR and scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you? It's Tom Crotty, James Blanchfield, and Paddy Brown. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, lads, we didn't get to record our uh, podcast last week due to technical difficulties. Stop lying. You just couldn't make the technology work. That's all. No, that was I couldn't. I was couldn't. I, 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 we ran out of electricity here, and, uh, you know. Yeah, well, the car battery wasn't working, so the computer <laughs> wouldn't get going and all that stuff. Uh, apologies, but we will catch up. There's been a couple of matches in the Leinster League. It's a weekend off this weekend, uh, so we have a bit of time to catch up with the stuff that happened before. Of course, we're going to chat about Ireland and the World Cup and uh, Scotland. The team is named today. We're recording this on a Thursday, um, so the team has been named this afternoon. We'll chat all that and more uh, between now and the end of the show. We're going to start uh, with Carlo and Tom Crotty. Uh, Tom, a bit of catching up to do. You were out uh, against Boyne and Atai in the last few weeks. Atai the week before last. Um, you lost that one, which is uh, uh, beat Boyne, though, there at the weekend gone. So tell us about those. Ooh, right, I'm going to start off with Atai. Um, one good result, one bad result. Um, I start off with the seconds first. Uh, uh, cracking game of rugby. The seconds was um, they won by one point and it's fourteen fifteen. Seconds played really really well. Um, it was great to see them playing with a bit of structure and uh, they had um, a lot of a few boys coming back from football and so on and um, a couple of guys who hadn't played in a couple of years had uh, decided young lads who decided to come back. So it was um, it was good. It was good to see good to see them back. But they had a, a really really good game. And uh, a tight finish right to the end, and um, that got their league campaign off to a good start. So everything was going rosy at that stage, and then we went out. The senior, the J ones, then went on to start their game. A tie got a penalty to start the game, and then we got a tr- easy enough try. And I think we were kind of felt we were sort of settled, and uh, then things went pear shaped. It's the only way I can describe it. Um, we were totally off the boil. Um, I don't know whether it was a mix of being away the follow the the previous weekend in France with a lot of the players and just the whole the week running in was kind of it was uh, wasn't particularly wonderful at training and it was sort of a bit flat and um when we arrived then to play the game on on the Sunday uh, I don't know the whole the whole day just seemed flat. Um. Our defence was way off the mark. Um, we were soaking tackles all day instead of being on the uh, being on the front foot. Um, uh, our probably biggest issue they had um, the young scrum half. Uh, he um, he's the a Leinster under eighteen uh, scrum half or under nineteen scrum half, and is probably uh, and I think he played Irish under eighteens as well. He got a dispensation. He's only actually only seventeen, but um, he was absolutely phenomenal. The real difference between the two teams. Um, he guided the game really, really well. His lines, his support lines, uh, of running were super. Um, again, Miller the out half, uh, plenty of time to be able to stand back. You know, stand a little back. We didn't get a finger on Miller all day, which was the opposite to last season, where um, in a tie we completely, completely rushed defence and um, put their put their whole backline under pressure. Um, we had them up in the pack, and but this time around, um, 
we didn't get any break of the ball really, and and uh, the young fella actually scored four tries against us. He's just wow. with with um, just with his support lines are totally different. Um, our all young scrum half probably wasn't the ideal game for him to start. Um, Noah probably had uh, yeah, a poor enough game, but more mainly due to I'd say his first big game at J1 and also the fact that I mean, he's up against the competition he knew very, very well and I, just things didn't just things didn't go well for us and at the end of the day like look we put our hands up um, it was a, a shocking performance uh, from the whole squad um, we knew coming off the field there was no one to blame but ourselves um, we had a lot to, a lot to make up this week in, in training and uh, just you know to park that out of our heads and, and uh, start afresh so, look, we left it high with our tail between our legs, and that happens sometimes. And that's that's sport, you know. You can't. It just, just as I said, like the whole the whole thing was flat. I, I there's no particular. I can't go through the game and and say there was anything there that turned the game for you know to them, except as as I said, our our defense was shocking, and and um, we just just weren't up for it. And I think the fact that it's high. We bet them twice last season, and we were thinking we're the only team to beat them at home, and that kind of stuck in their heads. So I mean, they were really, really up for this game, and uh, look, we just got caught in the hop. It was a pity for the first game uh, to come out with with, um, with no losing bonus points. We got no points at all out of it, which is not a good thing in our league because it's so tight. But anyway, we parked that and uh, training this week. We got together on Tuesday night, and we just discussed. There was no point in really going back over the game and such so you just start afresh and uh, park it so um we had two really good training sessions this week um a couple of changes to a couple of changes to the team in the back row and uh so uh, as i say on sunday then um the seconds went out first and uh again they had a few more players um back uh, a couple of backs back because we've been really short with backs due to football and and so on but um, a couple of players back, and a couple of players that needed extra, needed game time. Um, it was nice to see Owen Edgel back, our captain, who got injured actually last year playing. He broke his broke his hand and his wrist last year playing playing in the Italian match, the last the last Italian match away, and uh, put him out as captain for the rest of the season, which was a bit unfair. But it was great to see Owen back on the field with the seconds on on um, on Sunday. But the seconds played really really well. They're um, one thing we noticed this season, the structure seems to they're a very simple structure, and, and like last year, I know they're playing a bit off the cuff, but this year they seem to have um, have found their stride and have found um, a simple way of playing. And I think the coaches have kind of have given them the, given them kind of the outline to to play, and they're they've kind of used that and probably simplified it even a tiny bit more, and it worked and. Uh, they had a really, really good win against a solid win against Boyne. Um, so that's that's two wins from two with the seconds. So the um, it's great to see them start because you need your seconds to be firing. It's very first they're going to fire. Uh, so back on then to the J one game. Um, really, really, really fast physical game. Um, everyone on the sideline after kind of said that uh, they couldn't believe the pace of the game and uh, the hits that were going in from both sides. Um, probably uh, we should have we probably could have scored two two more we had scored uh, 
should have scored two more tries or tried two tries disallowed. One of them definitely even the even the blind player said it was it was a try. Shouldn't 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 have been disallowed. But uh we were happy with the win. Our um the pack played really, really well, stuck it to them, stuck it to them up front. Their defence was super. Um couple of really, really, really um good games from uh, the likes of Welsh Early and and um John Lyons and Paddy Mackey, the you know the the forwards really uh, really shone, um, and the backs backs were kind of thoughtless in their in their way, um, and I have to say, um, the young scrum half no cope probably had a shaky first couple of minutes of the game, and probably due to the the previous game, but once he got settled in, had a superb game at nine, um, which was great to see. He gained in confidence as the game as the game went on. He definitely, definitely gained in confidence throughout. Um, I have to say, we had Richie White in the centre, and I know sometimes uh, we're looking at Richie and his age, but and, and fairness to him, um, we've been, as I say, we've been sharp, have been sharp backs, and Richie slotted, slotted into uh, slotted into twelve this week, and uh, had a super game with the boot um, from hand, and uh, did everything he was asked, tackled like a demon, you know, which is, you know, sometimes. Uh, which Richie mightn't have been noted as good as a when a prominent tackler, but in fairness, on Sunday had a had a, a great game in defence, and the backline worked really really well. Um, we actually had uh, three sets of brothers. Uh, we had two Crotties, two Copes, and two McDermott's in the backline. So poor Richie was the odd man out there in the centre, so it was brilliant to see. And and of those six players, every single one of them came through from youths, which is uh, which is an amazing feat, you know. Um, look at it. There was probably, as I say, we probably left a few points behind, but to beat Bayern at home is a, is a good result any day of the week. Um, you know, they're a very, very good side and they're only going to get better. And, um, you know, so it's just to get that win under your belt, especially after losing the, the previous week. Uh, it was a huge game for us to win confidence-wise and just with the new coaches as well. It wouldn't have, you know, from their confidence and the players' confidence and, and confidence in each other, if we had lost that game, it might be a different story. But um, as I said, like we played really, really well as a team. Um, not a faultless performance. We still got a huge amount of work to do. Um, but it was just nice to see um, see them playing the way they should play. And um, look, we're looking forward to going. We're looking forward now to the to the break this week, and uh, looking forward to then. To, you know, we've longed for the way. Um, next either Saturday or Sunday, we don't know which which day yet. But it's a huge improvement on the week before. Uh, training was really really good. Um, like there was a, a lot of work put in. Um, and as I say, we've a lot of players who are who are back now, and and there's been it's brilliant to see there's a lot of young guys who have come back who haven't played in a couple of years, who were good athletes but just haven't played rugby in a couple of years, and they've kind of come back into the fray. So. We're going to go by into what's what's there this season, and uh, look, it's a tough league. Um, James will know, like, it, like it's there's any any of the teams there really, you know, any of those teams can can end up in the top two this season, and yeah, and any team could end up in the bottom two because uh, I think there's going to be some strange results um, throughout the season. So every game, every game must be taken as a big game. You can't really afford to lose, or you can't afford not to get not to get a point out of it. And if possible, trying if you if you do win, to try and get that bonus point because I think at the end of this season, every every point is going to count. But uh, 
look we're positive it's nice to come it's nice to be able to <laughs> come on the podcast this week with a smile on my face because if we had the podcast last week i wouldn't have been a very happy camper so look it was nice to turn things around and um as i say like we're we're happy and, and looking forward to the the games next next week it was possible tom for you to take john white out of retirement and have four sets of brothers in the back line yeah <laughs> John is actually coaching. It's brilliant to have to say John is coaching. Uh, John's a great lad. John is um, even with his young family. Like you know, it's it's brilliant. He's after committing to. Um, he's been coaching in Bangnestown School all along. Um, he's a good coach, and um, he's helping out with the eighteens this year, which is brilliant. Um, yeah. It's it's nice to have. Um, it's nice to have a well structured system back in place, and uh, I think. Uh, the 18s will improve. They're a very young side, and you know they're they'll improve as the season goes on. And I think the majority of the team, I think there's only about five of the actual 18s. The rest are all last year's under 16. So look, they'll they'll probably struggle at times, but um, with the with John at the helm there, I know that they'll enjoy the season and and the way they're going to play. And I think the youths, the youths in general have, have been fairly decent last week. Our youths been um, a couple of good wins, a couple of narrow losses. Um, our the Rhino 18s had um, the Tolo Rhino Tolo had uh, we went down to Kilkenny on Saturday and they had a good win in the 18s against Kilkenny the 16s are unbeaten in the southeast they had another tremendous win um, at the weekend they're out in actually in Leinster League this weekend a tough one at home against a tie and uh, the 14s are are banging away with good numbers as well so uh, between youths and the combined girls um it's been a, a fairly successful kind of season to start the season so far. What's up, Tom? Uh, good to hear. Like you said, nice to have the old break this weekend. Enjoy the early match and uh, yeah. let the hair down for a while. Um, who wants to go next, man? You go ahead, James. Perfect, Paddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uncle Kenny. Thanks, thanks for reminding me we have a break this weekend, lads, because I was planning to head up to a tie this Sunday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can go to Thomastown and play in Donegal in, in the intermediate semi-final on Sunday, so I can go to that now. Um, no, look, at, I mean, we're two from two with the first and two from two with the seconds, and you can't argue with it. And it, it would be easy to pick faults against Kildarab why we didn't pick up a bonus point, but you know, two from two, first and seconds, both going well. We can't argue. Um, Look at same as Tom. We started the with the first game, the Kildare game two weeks ago. Was pretty much we went into it with a little bit of knowledge about Kildare after the cup semi final last year. However, it was largely nearly a totally different team. They had two new centres. They were missing. They were missing their loose head going into the game. He got injured playing with the Irish defence forces. So we kind of dominated them up front. But we know the next time round we won't get as much. As much dominance in the in, in the pack against them, um. So, I suppose that game we start we start with a relatively strong team. Um, Brian Howe, Ben Devon, Rob Kelly in the front row. Rob Kelly a tight head instead of loose head, and it made look at um we missed Rob all season last year. He had a bit of a weird injury, so um he was back and had a bloody great game a tight head, um. Jay Colbeck was in the second row alongside um, Ty Butler. Wes Carter was unavailable up until around the middle of November. So kind of it's great to see Ty Butler, who has been the 
the second captain for the last couple of years in there getting his goal at first rugby. Um, then the back row was Dave O'Connor, number eight, Gary Dunn, number seven, and Liam McWee at number six. Now, anyone who's, who's supported Kilkenny Rugby a long time or over the last 10 years will know who Liam McWee is. But Liam is a chap who's probably, he's probably oh, younger than people would think, but he's been on the go a long time with the seconds. But he's really stepped up this year. And he's starting number six for firsts, and deservedly so. And he's one of these players, Is you might think he's anonymous in a match, but he's anonymous because he's doing all of the all of the tough stuff. So we're all delighted to see Liam um, kind of getting a getting a crack at the first and in the back line. Um, big changes in our back line this season. So uh, Isaac Daly, who Tom would be very familiar with, is in at number nine and has had two great outings. Steve Atkinson is at number ten. Jake McDonald is playing in the centre now alongside a new signing that's come in from Australia, um, Tristan Leffers, and then uh, Devin Willie Seal and Joe Manuel. So look at we're we're happy with our squad. Um, the Kildare game was, we went 3-0 down after 20 minutes. It was horrible at the beginning. Like, I mean, it was just horrible rugby, horrible day. Couldn't get a rain coming in sideways, the wind coming. But we went 3-0 up and um, then we, or they went 3-0 up. We got it back to 7-3. Uh, Gary Dunn got a mall try, a very good mall try. Hugh Corkery converted from a tight angle. Um, then we went 14-3 up off a penalty try. One of our lads was going, was, was going over the line. That was a harsh decision by the ref. wasn't going over the line. It was a high tackle. He kind of hit him up here and the referee gave a, gave a, who had a great game, who gave a penalty try. But from the kickoff, then sure, we just, a yellow card as well. So, you know, I, I thought it was a, a, a tough, a tough one on um, Kildara. Then Kildara went and got a penalty, brought it back down. But then um, we scored another try in the 34 minute, like three tries on the board, three converted tries on the board. We were cruising, but um, pretty much in the kickoff then from our third try, don't know what we were doing in the kickoff. Failed to clear it. Um, Tolo and or Tolo says I, um, Kildara went in off first phase in over the line. So. Um, 21-10 at half time good good first half then we picked up a yellow card Dave O'Connor picked up a yellow card for a high tackle there must have been 10 penalties in the game for high tackles um, Kildara came back at us again and got another try brought it to 17 points to 21 they got a yellow card and we we just owned the ball for the last 15 minutes of the game there was one stage we had a Broke up the clubhouse side towards the, the far end of the club, the Kilkenny. Three man overlap out wide, and we choose to kick the ball, put a grubber kick in behind, and a bounce dead. Blew a bonus point try there. Had about four, four, about four penalties, five meter scrum or five meter um, line outs. We were held up for one of them. So, in fairness to Kildare, did a bloody good job at holding us out for the, for the bonus point. Seconds had a really strong win there as well against Kildare. Kildare, albeit they came down with only 13 players. Um, they're, they're 13 players but in an absolute electric performance for probably 50 minutes but they just ran out of juice and uh, we just kind of we kind of took over um, De La Salle Palmerstown then last week I couldn't make it I was away which is something planned to Southern Gate so we were away but um, it was again at the same kind of game it was kind of played in poor enough conditions um, we kind of dominated the scrum, dominated the game, but just failed to get enough of points on the board, is what I'm saying, is, is what the lads are saying. Jay Colbeck was held up over the line at one stage. 
we've had the lion's share of territory um, throughout the whole half, but just couldn't couldn't get scores on the board. Um, second half, uh, DLSB started really, really well, and they brought it back to three all. Then um, we scored a try. I'm not sure who scored a try. I think it was Jay Colbeck off the back of a driving mall, and we converted it. And um, De La Salle came back at us then. 10 all, it was 10 all for up to about, I'd say it was 10 all up to about the, yeah, it was probably the 65th minute, and Hugh Cork nailed the penalty, and we won a 13 10. So look, at, you'll take them all, the good and the bad, but we know that we have to be far more clinical on certain things that we're doing around the pitch, far more clinical in, in, in when we have the bonus point at our, in the palm of our hand, we have to take it. Um, but the good thing is, is kind of we have our full squad together. Our scrum problems from last year seem to have been fixed. We have props coming out our ears now. You know, we've drew feeling back who missed last season. Tight head, he was the town. He was the the tight head prop that won the town's cup with us. Um, Robert Kelly is back from a season from missing all of last season. Conan Dunn is back. Um, then you have Ned or Ben Devlin and 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 Brian Howe. But the really, really one that we're all happy about is um, the progression of Donald Keeley from the under 18s up to the up to the firsts. Donald was in around the Leinster youth squad last year, and he's in with the first team now. So he's coming on. It's great to kind of have that replacement hooker to come on instead of Ben, and kind of in about the 60, 65th minute. So everyone is delighted to see that. Um, their women's team are now what is it? They're they're two from three games. They lost their first game. Beat Wanderers in Kilkenny two weeks ago. Disappointed, you know, that Wanderers came down again. They came down with 12 or 13 players, so they had to play 12 aside. But you can see the progress the girls' teams are making. That Gary Doyle is coaching them now, uh, along with Paddy Moss. And Gary is kind of expanding their game plan, expanding how they're playing rugby, and they're getting passes out to the wings and they're scoring. They're constructing tries rather off second and third phase now rather than kind of get trying to get first phase tries and stuff like that. So they had a very strong win there. And then they beat Eden, that was Eden Derry last week on last week had another strong win. So, you know, they'll just stay building away there nicely and building that game plan. Um um youths are going youths are going very well. But look at I mean from a youth's perspective, we're still missing dozens of chaps and girls to 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 GAA. Um you know it's 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 I think I think I know it's a lot, an ongoing battle that Tom and I and Johnny previously would have been talking about is trying to coordinate the sports calendars between the GEA and the winter sports because you're looking at under 13s and under 16s in, in, in hurling. You know, they, they some of them haven't had a competitive match since July and then they're into championship only starting two and three weeks ago in Kilkenny and they're not coming back to play rugby because they're, because in fairness, they have chance in hurling, but surely to God, something can be done in those down months where where, where there's nothing happening to allow the winter sports. We're not we're not stopping young lads and young girls playing 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 hurling and, and GEA. So, you know, we should be trying to coordinate things between ourselves to ensure that there's a defined start and an end to our season and to their season. But look, that's an argument for another day. So look, at all in all, we're very happy with what's going on and um, progress has been made. Um, and uh, look at we know there's a, from our first perspective, the next day out now against the Thai, that's going to be a very crucial game in context of 
in context of our season, but also in context of a tie season. Um, the winner of that game will probably be fancying our chances of, of having a crack at the league. And I know there's other teams around us that are going to have a lot to say about it as well, but we're coming down in a tie. We've come down from 1A and a tie or a club and a team that are on the way up. So I think it's going to be an interesting affair. And I can't remember the last time that we played a tie in a competitive match. It's 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 a long, long, long time. So it's going to be a fixture that um, that I think there'll be a strong kick any contingent weather pending traveling up to uh, to see it. But we're looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Absolutely, good stuff, James. Go. Gentlemen, I'm afraid I have to leave. I have another meeting to go to. <laughs> so nice to hear. Terribly busy man. I'll have to go back now and listen to what Paddy has to say. See lads. See you there, Tom. Um Paddy, we'll hear from you. Paddy had a good win over Bective, which was a huge scalp to get a couple of weeks ago. Um, but brought back down to hurt, I suppose, last weekend and a loss to your nearest and dearest rivals, Wicklow. Yeah, there's a, a mixed blessings since we saw spoke to you last. All right, uh, Stephen. Uh, the Bechtov match was interesting from a number of points of view. Bechtov had been winning the league the last couple of years and they had won their first match as well, like ourselves. And they came down very determined. Uh, and uh, their Tolo coach was very showing, he wasn't uh, showing his bipartisan. Uh, views at all. He was very much wearing his 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 Bective badge, as you would expect from a head coach. But um, yeah, it was a it was an amazing game. And while we've been talking a lot about Sean O'Brien's comeback, that day was all about one player, and it wasn't Sean. It was Adam Johnson. So Adam um scored two tries and um, contributed very handsomely all the way through. Sean himself uh, started in number eight, but he moved to the backs in the second half and was made a big difference in sort of the, the defence and also the attack in the backs. But Adam scored two great tries and was um, kicked a penalty. Bective, um for their part, had kept in the game and went ahead with a few minutes to go. And it was almost the last play of the game. Um, and they, uh, they had scored a penalty, so there were, there were two points ahead. And uh, we kicked off after the penalty and they caught the ball. And instead of kicking it up the field, they decided to try to run it uh, uh, and retain possession. And in doing so, they, they lost possession and we attacked and the referee gave a penalty. And it wasn't a gimme because uh, the weather condition was a strong wind and it was about 40 metres out, a little bit to one side. But Adam Johnson, after scoring his two tries, came up and coolly nailed, nailed the, the penalty to win by a point, 21-20. So it was a, an absolute thriller, a real cliff-edge finish. And um, it was a great day for us because we it was our first home Saturday match, uh, obviously, since we got promoted. And there was a huge crowd there. We couldn't believe it. Now, there was a few other games on as well, but the, the car parks and the, were absolutely chock-a-blocks. And we had a bit of a day planned as well to coincide with the South Africa match. But there was a, there was a great buzz there that, that, that day and that the result obviously contributed hugely to that. So um, prior to that, our seconds had, we were glad to get a seconds team out now and we ran Bective to within three points. So we were quite happy with that. So that was a, that was a big day and Bective were very disappointed uh, because they had had big ambitions. Now, results since would suggest that 
they, they, they mightn't be as strong as they were. I don't know. There's, there, there's a, I'll come to that in a minute when we talk about our, our match last week. But certainly, you know, Bechtel came down and both of us had won, won our first matches. So it was obviously uh, a, a big game. So um, then last week, we had our second, our, our, our third game and went into it unbeaten. But as you said there, Stephen, we were playing our great rivals, Wicklow, who we've, we've sort of been playing a lot in the last few years. And generally, we won the game in Tullow and they won the game in Wicklow. Um, we were missing a few from Gaelic, but I mean, that's every, that, that's no excuse. Sean O'Brien was missing because that was well heralded in the national media about him playing uh, in, the, in, in the junior final in Carlo for the Cox. Uh, it made RT news, so uh, it's amazing to see a junior final in Carlo making a, making the national news. But anyway, as it turned out, he didn't start because he he wasn't available for their semi final, and um, he he came on in the second half. But they were beaten by a strong hurling club, St Mullins, who James would be familiar with. Uh, St Mullins were delighted to win a junior football. Uh, but anyway, uh, that meant that Sean wasn't available. We're missing a few other guys as well in Wicklow, but still we had a reasonably strong team out there. And uh, as is often the case in Wicklow, it was a horrible, horrible day there with the wind coming in. There was very strong wind and, a very, uh, and it rained very heavily. And we, 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 the wind dominated the match. We were 6-0 up after with two penalties in the first half. At halftime, having played with the wind in Wicklow, then we're playing with that same gale in the second half. And uh, got two tries and converted one of them uh, fairly early on in the second half, and uh, that, that the score remained at that 12 12 6. So we got a glad to get a bonus point out of it, I suppose. But yet, it's uh, it did, um, it was a little bit of a downer after a good, very strong start to the season. Where the way the results are going, it's a bit like one B that the, the results are hard to follow, the teams are beating other teams. Um, uh, and and uh, so it's hard to know what way it's going to go. It does it kind of at this stage after it's very early, but after three matches, two of the Dublin teams look to be very strong. They're winning with fairly strong margins. That's Monkstown and Seapoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Seapoint bit Bechtel as well. So like uh, uh, there are two teams that are going to be hard beaten in it. They both won their, their first three matches, I think. Uh, yeah. Some of the, the provincial clubs are not doing quite as well. Like uh, Gory and uh, Wicklow were glad to get a win because I think they were they hadn't won either their opening two matches. So I'm unfortunately, shocked Gory. Uh, I'm shocked with Gory how they've uh, how they've had such a great season last year and they appear to be having such a bad start to the season this year. Yeah, I think they've lost all three matches, haven't they? It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a yeah. From you say James, from where they were last year, they were oh yeah, they were second in that division and they were the top sort of provincial club in it easily. Yeah. So. Uh, and deservedly so they were playing great rugby. Now, look, I won't see them this year, but I'm, yeah. I'm very surprised by them. Yeah, we'll be playing them down in a few weeks' time, and we'll, we'll we'll know more about them then. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a big, a big surprise, and I haven't been talking to anyone. I haven't heard what the backstory is, if there is one. But last Saturday, in particular, I think they were beaten by a cricket score, and they only got three points themselves. Uh, oh. Again, against one of the Dublin clubs. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a strange one, but. Yeah, we're we we have a bit of a break now, like ourselves, and our next game is home to Ashburn. So uh, that'll 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 be one we'll be looking ho- hoping to to get a scalping as well. We unfortunately we didn't get a seconds match a team out against uh, against Wicklow. Uh, we would like 
all your, the clubs with a good few lads tied up with Gaelic games, so we're hoping to rectify that. As Tom said earlier, the importance of getting the second team out. We 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 were we we didn't get a second team out after Christmas last year, and it really made a huge difference when we did get them out and uh, went on to win the second cup, which was which was fantastic. Um, other than that, the the, the ladies have um, had mixed fortunes so far. One one against Baron Hall, and then lost last week against Belvedere. And as you said, Stephen, earlier, they're, they're playing against um, uh, Trinity away next Saturday. And um, so, but they're, they're going very well in training and they've had a few extra players. So I think they're, they're reasonably confident about the, the season ahead. And um, because they wouldn't have been going that strong early last year and said, still went on to win the Cup. So we're hoping they can keep that together. Um the underage teams have been mentioned there, in and and, and, and uh, the the Rhinos, which is a taller car, they, they have three games coming up the weekend, and they've been going very well. Our youths have a full have a full uh, round of southeast games the coming weekend, and have been getting fairly good results. So it's all very well. The coming weekend, I think the IRFU are running a respect our game campaign when all youths teams are asked to be shown extra respect to referees to opposition to supporters etc and we'll be picking a, a fair play player in every match and nominating so I think it's a it's a good initiative by the RFU and sort of try to instill the, the, the respect that we always expect in rugby uh, in, in, into all the youth's games and it, it can do nothing but good I couldn't so, agree um, with you on that Paddy because I saw myself I'm kind of I'm doing the youth's coordinator coaching coordinator Kenny this year so I'm kind of going in looking at more youth matches. And sometimes you see it on the sideline. There's a little bit of kind of chatter at the referee from the sideline and and not from, from from spectators watching the game. And I think it's something we're doing at Kilkenny is if you hear it now and anyone even having a go at a referee saying, ah, come on, ref, that was a bad decision. Actually, people on the line now are empowered to say, leave the referee alone, lads. And that's from yeah, the top down. Right. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's... Sadly, it's a feature of, of, of soccer and, and Gaelic as well as rugby, and it's been creeping, getting worse in the last few years. I think parents are yeah. getting more passionate about their about their about their, 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 their sons yeah. and daughters playing. But um, you look at, I think you really have to continue to work at it and get the get the message out there. And even mm-hmm. the signs that are up around clubhouses now is a great help, and the, the message will get across, I'm sure, in time. But an initiative like that, or if you were having this weekend, is another necessary sort of step in, along the way of, of getting this and getting it into the kids' heads that this is the you you absolutely show respect to the referee, to your opposition, to the spectators, and vice versa. So yeah, it it has to be good. I so actually need to drop off there now, lads, and Raptors getting no the text to go and do a job. So we'll talk so, next week. Absolutely, James. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the okay, yeah. Thanks, uh, Just to finish on that there, our, yeah, one of our great servants, Aho, is having his 40th birthday in the club next Saturday. So like we did for the South African match, we're having a, a bit of a, a day in the club next 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 Saturday for the for his for watching the Scottish match and will be followed by a by a big birthday fortieth birthday celebration for Atto who's been a fantastic servant to Tolo ever since he came came over it's from New Zealand. Oh, he really is, and I mean, yeah. he's certainly more taller than Tullo himself now. But uh, and he's married to a local girl uh, from a strong rugby family, one of the Fitzgeralds, you know. So and uh, Anzi, his wife, has been a stalwart on the ladies' team for the last number of years. So yeah, they're a 
they're a great part of Tolo rugby, the whole lot of them, you know, and his his mother's home over visiting them from Australia or from New Zealand at the moment and mm. and, and and some other members of his family. So it's a it's a great occasion for him and for the Fitzgeralds and for the whole club uh, this coming Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, that's it. It's good to have the weekend off, Paddy, so people can watch the Scotland match, um, I suppose. Well, that's not the only reason, but, you know, nice to have the time off anyway, rest the bodies. Uh, but the yeah, Ireland team has before, been there, On that point, we, we, we've three matches played now, and even this early in the season, we, we need a break. There's a few sore bodies around the place, so we're certainly looking forward to the break. Absolutely. Um, and sure, just while we uh, have it, it's, we record this on a Thursday, so the Ireland team for the Scotland has been named today. We'll have a chat through that, Paddy, while I have you here. So it's going along the bottom of the screen, but you've probably seen it already. So your front row is Andrew Porter, Dan Sheen and Ty Furlong. Your second row is Ty Byrne and Ian Henderson. The back row is Peter Mahoney, Josh Van der Fleer and Caelan Doris. Of course, you have Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton, the halfbacks. James Lowe is on the wing, Bundyaki, Gary Ringrose in the centre, Mac Hansen is on the right wing, and Hugo Keenan's full back. And on the bench, you have, let me have a look here. Um, I have to wait for this thing to scroll. Why? Finley Beelham and Dave Kinder. They are, and Ronan Kelleher. And James Ryan is second row cover. You've Jack Conan is back. Uh, from yeah. his injury, he's in there. Connor Murray, Jack Crowley, and Stuart McCluskey. So let's talk about, I suppose, I think the big one is Stuart McCluskey. That means that Robbie Henshaw is in butter. And they were saying today that he could be out for a couple of weeks, like his World Cup could be over before it really got started. Yeah, I, I heard Andy Farrell saying today that they, they won't know. They, it's a hamstring tweak he got on Tuesday, and it'll take uh, five days before they know for sure. And then for the prognosis to be known for sure but yeah you'd be very concerned for him it's uh, it's late into the in, into the the tournament to be getting a hamstring and uh you know he has missed out on a few matches as well he came on as a sub the last day and did fine defensively in particular i suppose the big other big talking point too when you're talking about injuries is the fact that james ryan hurt his hand on tuesday or monday uh, and was a doubt for the match and yet like he's picked in the subs so that would suggest that he's He's recovered from his injury, so it's a it's a fairly big call because he's a huge leader within the team, and it just shows you the regard that Andy Farrell has for for Henderson. And, and you know Henderson had, had a great game when he came on against South Africa, so that's a that's a big call. I, I wouldn't be worried about either of them, and it's great that James Ryan is able to take his place in the subs. But you know, for Ireland's next captain and a, a stalwart within the pack and the line out caller. Not saying that that went too well the last day, but like it's a very big call uh, and interesting to see. But I'm still delighted that James Ryan is is in the subs. Delighted to see Jack Conan back as well. And I suppose the big loser is Ryan Baird in that regard, who again has been doing nothing wrong. But uh, you know we are kind of in the back row, stroke second row. There we we were in a bar, we were fairly well serviced there. So it's great to see Jack Conan back, and they wouldn't chance him unless he was a hundred percent. And he hasn't let Ireland down, uh, and was a starting lines in all three tests the last time round. So yeah. I, if he if he's right, he, he won't let us down. And the other one you said is the the, the, the inclusion of Stuart McCluskey. That's um, obviously because of the, the, the Henshaw situation but there was also speculation if Henshaw wasn't able to make it who else might and Jimmy O'Brien was mentioned and even Keith Earls was mentioned but McCluskey has been a, has been has served us very well under Andy Farrell's watch as well and I think he he, I, I, he won't let us down if he's called upon uh, we're lucky I suppose in the centre that 
the two centres we have, particularly Bundy, is they're playing the rugby of their lives. So we are very well serviced if those two men stay injury free. Uh, so I wouldn't be doing Huh? We're sort of lucky that way that Bundy's on a, on a good uh, streak of, of uh, what do you call it, form at the moment, you know? Oh, playing out of his skin and Gary Ringrose never lets Ireland down so we are well serviced in the centres but like you, you look at the Scottish team to pick today and while we're going to have to beat them in the forwards they really have a stellar set of backs yeah. you know individually all of them are superstars so like it's uh, we uh, ours are too but we're going to have to restrict the ball that gets out to the gets out to the Scottish backs there's no doubt about that absolutely the other thing as well Dan Sheen starts this week um Ronan Kelleher had a dodgy start to the uh, South Africa match. But in fairness, when you look back and review that match, it wasn't 100% Ronan's fault either. Um, South Africa were very good at disrupting the line-out and stepping in and coming across and that sort of stuff. But uh, Dan Sheen, I suppose, when he came on, was was fantastic. You know, around the pitch and line-outs and everything as well. So uh, he's, been, he's, one of, he's been the former Irish player for yeah. the last... To two years like he's, he's he's incredible and I mean sure Keller was a star before Dan came along so we're blessed in that regard too so uh you know and herring herring not too far behind either of them so yeah we're we're, we're strong in that particular position but you're right the line out was a disaster against South Africa for a variety of reasons they weren't all Ronan Keller's uh fault but hopefully they'll get that right on on, on Saturday how do you see it going, Paddy? Is this is this the potential? Like we all talked about South Africa, we knew how hard that was going to be, and we went out and we beat them. That's grand, done and dusted. Could Scotland be the banana skin potentially? I I really don't think so. Um, I'd be afraid of their backline if they get ball, if we kick loose ball to them, or if we don't dominate the breakdown. But I think if we don't kick loose ball to them, and if we do dominate the breakdown, we'll win. I won't say easily, but we'll win like as good as we won in Edinburgh last year because I was over there at that game and with all the things that went wrong, we still beat them comfortably. And um, their backline has got even better from that time. Uh, so I, I'd be as long as we restrict their backline, I've I, I'm, I've no great worries. Okay, well we're looking forward to it, Paddy. And of course, uh, enjoy the break from the local rugby, I suppose, this weekend. And, Absolutely. Uh, We'll all enjoy the Scotland match. It's on Saturday evening, 7 or 8 o'clock. Is it 7 o'clock? Uh, yeah, and like we'd, we'd, we'd have fortnight to lead into this and it was, you know, we're, 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 we're raring to go. But imagine if we do win on Saturday, the build-up, we've only a week to build up to the quarter-final. It's going to be very high-octane, high, high, high isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But it's great. It's a great excuse to have as well that Ireland is in such a good position with it. You, you know, usually we're... The quarterfinals is always this cloud hanging over your head, especially with Ireland, because we exit at the World Cup on so many occasions. Absolutely, but, uh, yeah. We'll be a bit more yeah. confident this time, Paddy, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, we had a session with Sean O'Brien in the club there lately, and Sean and, and, and Bernard and, and, and Alison Miller, and we were saying, it's a, did he ever think we'd say we were hoping to get New Zealand in the quarterfinals? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, you know, as they say. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's been a good World Cup so far anyway. A couple of big defeats of teams as well, which is not good, but that's a conversation for another day as well about the different tiers. Particularly the Italy result, that was was awful to watch, you know, considering Italy were considering to be, you know, getting stronger and certainly are at under-20s, but that that was a big setback. 
It was indeed. Uh, Paddy, thanks a million for joining us on the knock on this week, of course, as you do every week, uh, representing Tullow Rugby Club. Uh, James Blanchfield and Tom are gone off uh, to uh, look after other different matters. To be back next week, as will Paddy. And until then, everyone, take care and enjoy your rugby uh, this weekend. We'll leave it there. <laughs>